Blended. Welcome to Marketing Blend, where I give you everything that you need to know what's going on in marketing. And sometimes it's a lot, sometimes it's a little. It really depends, but usually it's quite a bit. Anyways, also it will be interlaced with, you know, some tips, tricks, and advice, because we all need that every once in a while. Anyways, let's get on with it. As always, I'm your host, Brett Deister, and it looks like Facebook is testing out a redesign of the pages, the page manager. Yes, instead of what you get right now, it's going to be a little bit more cleaner in the design. It's going to look uh, a little bit more modern, I should say. Uh, a lot of the buttons are not going to be on the uh, cover picture anymore. They're going to be completely down uh, the right side of the ads, the right ads basically. So there's ads here, but there's also ads on the right side. Looks like they're gone for now, but that could just be because, well, you can move them away and, uh, well, anyways, it's it could be back, it could not be. It's not really it's making that much money for Facebook anymore, so they could just get rid of it in total. Uh, also, another thing is that the buttons for the timeline about is moved to the left side of it, and then the website and about is moved to the right side. So they're kind of changing it all around. There's also a message button, like button, a shop now, or call to action as well. And it's a little bit more uh, pronounced, and you can see it a lot better. So in general, I think it should be a really great thing for businesses. Uh, finally, Facebook's kind of throwing some... You know, some nice things back to the business pages because I feel like they've been lax on that for a while. Just saying, just saying. But yes, it looks like they're testing things out and you should see some changes. So if you're like, ah, changes, I don't like it. Where's the old one? Help. Well, unfortunately, it's going to change for you. I like it. And that's just me. I usually like new things, mostly, as long as they make sense. Most of the time they don't, but usually they do. So this one actually makes sense. So be on the lookout for it because it will be coming eventually and you're just gonna have to deal with it. All right, are you one of those people that are like always teetering on, should I be on Pinterest? Should I not be on Pinterest? Does it really drive anything whatsoever? The answer is yes, it does. It drives quite a bit. However, and I will say this, if you're in that demographic that will actually buy your product, it will work well for you. Now, it says that nearly 40% of pinners make over 100000 each year. So that is quite a bit of spending money that they can, you know, spend on things that they want. Spend on your product if it's, if, if it's in that thing. So what the study found is compared to the national average, the... CPG brands are three times more likely to reach existing customers on Pinterest and those customers send 16% more. Because the thing is, is that Pinterest, when people are on Pinterest, they're usually looking at things to buy, things to do. It is a very action or call to action oriented type of social uh, media. Facebook can be in some ways, but not really, to be honest with you. It's a way to share things and in some ways interact with it. Twitter, eh, kind of, sort of, but not as much. Pinterest is by far the way that people interact the most and are engaged the most for now. 
It always changes, but for now, that's what it is. Uh, the study also found that more engaged pinners are even more likely to have a strong buying behavior. People who engage with promoted pins are 12% more likely to be buyers of that brand. So that, that's another thing to actually look into it. Should you spend on promoted pins? I usually say a Pinterest business model or ad model is a lot better than Facebook's ad model because usually what Pinterest does is that, yes, you have a certain amount of money that you want to spend on a pin, and then they it only, depending on which one you choose, so if it's to click to your website, it will only charge you if people actually click to the website instead of just look at it. So it's a lot better of a scale, and it basically says, hey, businesses, we want to give you a good model so that you actually get something out of it. Facebook is like, you pay us money, we'll put it on people's walls, and then, well, you pay us money. If they interact with it, great. If they don't, well, well it's your fault, in a way. And so, like I said, I like Pinterest a lot better. Uh, there also is other things that companies can do for this. Uh, there's a new thing. It's more about online to offline measurement, and that's way they look at something online, they go to the store and buy it, and that metric should also be something as you'd be looking into as well, because it could happen where people are just looking around, find it, and they're like, oh, I'd like to go and maybe see it, touch it, feel it. You know, some people actually like doing that, and so they actually go and you can act, and if you had a way of measuring that, you can see how much it is because it does drive a lot of traffic as well. Do not underestimate the offline to, to online to offline metric because that's what it's going to be all about really is that and how much you are going to um, get people to buy through social media. There's really two things, but I would look into Pinterest if I were you. The reason why is because it does drive a lot of traffic and they've been doing a lot of different changes. Some I'm wondering about, like, instead of repins, they're calling it save now. I kind of like the repin monkeyer because it kind of was a nice little thing, but they changed the save, whatever. Uh, but beyond that, I do like their rich pins, adding more functionality to the rich pins for, like, movies, how-to how guides, uh, anything from recipes as well. Uh, they just add a whole bunch of new stuff to it, and it's, and it's a really engaging platform right now. Uh, it's small. It's smaller than, well, Facebook, because nothing's really that as big as Facebook right now. It's still smaller than Instagram, Twitter, still smaller than those, and Snapchat, because Snapchat just beat uh, Twitter in users, but it still is a viable place to do it, especially if they're so engaged that they actually will buy your product. You might want to look into it. Now, I'll preface this and say that if you are in the demographic that actually will buy your product, if your demographic is not there, then don't waste your time because all that's all you're doing is wasting your time. You could maybe find some new uh, customers, but go to your demographic first and then branch out. But don't be on everything and anything. So if it doesn't work or you're not in that sweet spot, and it's usually generally more female dominated so you might want to take that in consideration plus uh over 50 uh, 50 and under as well so it, those are the two things that you need to really measure make sure that you are understanding that too that's all i have to say about that all right amp or 
Accelerator Mobile Pages, which is Google's answer to Facebook's instant articles, is adding uh, some more ad placements into it. Uh, they're going to add the flying carpet where you can kind of page scroll through and you kind of see the advertisement. And it's like, ooh, there's the advertisement. Ooh, it's gone. Uh, they have that as well. Also, pre-roll video in a AMP video, uh, sticky ads that stay at either the top or the bottom of the screen. So you're going to have three different types. Now, they have said that they've seen a lot better traction with these than anything else. So they said that uh, Town Hall Media, the Connor Becker, the director, uh, reported improvements, including higher fill rates, engagements on ECPMs, We've seen a 90% decrease in page latency, 96% decrease in unfilled impressions, and 65% increase in ad engagement, and 32% increase in ECPM. Uh, so basically, it's been all better. Perceived load time improved from approximately 17 seconds to just two or to three seconds. And this is the new thing because Google is heavily monitoring this and saying, hey, look, you have to load between these two times. If you don't, you're going to get well, ranked down a little bit more because everybody's on mobile. Everybody wants it even faster than years before. A couple of, you could even say two years before they want it faster than then. We all want it faster. That's the thing. If I load it up and I'm like waiting and waiting and waiting, I'm going to go out probably cancel out the app or the web browser, try it again one more time. If it doesn't work, I'm probably just gonna give up on it. And that's the unfortunate state of it. So you gotta make sure that your website is, well, is all up to date and it's all, you know, going, af going after what you can do. Now there are tools for it. Google just released kind of new ones. It's not really new, it's from the, it's from the page manager tool, but it's a way to check if your website is speedy or not. And then you have to fix it, have a headache a little bit. But hey, I mean, that's that's all about websites. Fixing it, having headaches, fixing it some more. Well, maybe that's just me. All right, Twitter. Yes, Twitter has updated its Android mobile app. That means that it is a lot different. They finally have embraced material design, which is also a great thing. Now, the bar, the... Menu bar is now all on top instead of the bottom. There's also when you click on the account or your little bubble, it will bring up a different sliding card that slides from to the right, and then you can change uh, your account. You can also look at your lists because they do have lists on there as well, plus highlights, profile, etc., etc. I like the way they're doing it. Oh, one more thing, they also have the little button for tweets uh, that just is a floating button that's always there. So I like this. I think this is actually a really great idea for it. I think this is a better way of doing it too. And maybe it will help be it not so unuser friendly because that's the main problem about Twitter is that they aren't apparently user friendly. Um, but yeah, they have totally redesigned it. Also, another thing is Twitter has a new website where you can embed uh, your Twitter timeline into your website. Super simple. Just put in your website URL and then it will pop it up for you. And then there you go. You can do it. And you can customize it if you want to. So there's little, it's not as hard as it used to be. Let's just say that. Now there is another thing about Twitter that most people should understand. A Twitter, well, 
it's not doing very well. We all know this. Twitter has not been doing well for quite a while. It, it's uh, user growth has stagnated quite a bit. Uh, Snapchat just beat it for more users than it has. It's you know, not as old as Twitter is. Uh, user experience is difficult, apparently. I don't think it's that difficult, but apparently some people think it's that difficult. Uh, and so what this all has said is that people have kind of been going, maybe it's going to be bought out. Maybe there's going to be a merger. There has been rumors about the Yahoo Twitter merger that probably won't actually happen. Uh, but other players could be interested. Uh, Google could be interested. Facebook, I guess. I don't know why Facebook would be that interested in with it. Or Apple. Now, the thing is about this is that if, and I don't want Facebook to buy this, but if they do, they're getting Twitter, they're getting Periscope, and they're getting Vine. So they are going to have a bigger uh, reach. And I don't want that to happen because they already own WhatsApp, they already own Instagram, and they have Facebook in general with Facebook Messenger as well. So I don't really want them to buy it. If that actually happens, I will hope that, well, the government above can say, well, this is not really, this is kind of a not monopoly. No, we're not going to allow you to do this. Google did this. I think this would actually be a good, good idea. I don't think Apple really should. I don't really see them. I don't really see a purpose for them to actually get this. Google has always been interested in social media as with Google Plus, Google Buzz, and all this other stuff that they have tried. So having that and coming in and trying to redirect the ship could be a good thing for them. Plus they'll get, as always, Periscope and Vine, and they probably could integrate Periscope into Google Hangouts or make Google Hangouts even better than it already has been. So you already have that. Now, like I said before, this is speculation. We don't really know, but yes, Twitter has not been doing well. Uh, has acquisition probably in their forecast? Maybe, it is, but it should be noted because if, especially if Facebook buys it, uh, well, it's gonna be a lot harder to not play by Facebook's rules. And I don't really want Facebook to well, be that. I don't want Facebook to, I want Facebook to have competition. That's a thing. When they buy everybody out, that's not competition anymore. That's just Facebook being Facebook. But luckily, Snapchat said no, and we still have Pinterest. But if Twitter can get acquired by somebody else that's not Facebook, that would be even better. That's my thing because then if Facebook buys it, the whole like buying ads uh, between the two platforms won't really change. Facebook will have kind of most of the power on it and saying how much to dictate how much you can buy it. And they will have the power of the, most of the sectors, including media, live streaming, all, and, all, and all the other industries as well. And I don't really want that, especially in social media, having one huge monopolistic, kind of like apocalyptic powerhouse. I don't want that. That's not good. They already have Instagram. They've already messed it up with the algorithmic feeds that nobody wants. But Facebook does. This is a business thing. I understand why they're doing it. I still don't like it. All right, MailChimp. Yes, if you're using MailChimp, if you don't know MailChimp, is a way to send out e-blasts, e-newsletters, all that fun stuff. Uh, has a new thing called product recommendations where it can kind of offer businesses a way to, you know, recommend different types of products to people, maybe through their purchasing that they've done before or by, you know, going to your website and not really actually buying anything, kind of just, getting out of it and being like, hey, well, maybe you'll like this instead. So 
it has said that there is a pretty big impact on this new feature. Uh, they seem dramatic sales increase as well. Uh, so it says the company claimed during its beta test, the product recommendation tool was able to correctly predict user for users future purchases more than 98% of the time, which is a pretty good margin. Uh, the only thing about this one is is that uh, to have this feature, businesses need to have at least 50 different customers in the past year, over 10 products available, and more than 500 orders in the past year. So if you are just starting out, you're out of luck. If you are kind of established and have this, this could actually be good for you. So to those that are just starting out, this will be a goal for you. For those that actually have all that, this could be a really great tool for you. But I, I like this. I like to see more people implement this because it's a great way to predict what it can buy. And MailChimp can integrate with Shopify, uh, Magento, WooCommerce, or BigCommerce. So you have all that. Especially if you're on WordPress and you use WooCommerce, this is another good thing to use as well because WooCommerce is mostly what people use on WordPress. They might use Shopify, but Shopify is expensive. So if you don't really have the cash to actually spend on it, WooCommerce is the better alternative for that. All right, Snapchat has redesigned its Discover tabs. Yay, so what it will do is it will kind of give you a picture of what it's all about, the, the publisher that is wrote it or did the picture of it, and then an article for it. Also, you can subscribe to it through the Discover tab as well. So this just gives a bigger incentive for publishers, brands to make those Snapchats or snaps. Snaps. Yes, I just snapped on my podcast. Oh, snap. Did it again. Haha. <laughs> Anyways, uh, make it even more important to actually, well, get on Snapchat and figure out the best way to use it for yourself. Now, some businesses can use it pretty well. Uh, GeoFilters is a great way of using it, especially if you're doing a lot of events. You can do specific GeoFilters for specific uh map or corner off section of a city or whatever it is that you are going to or how big your event is going to be and that way that people can only use your filter if they're at your event kind of fun the only problem about geo filters is is it's really difficult to make and you have a lot of rules and snapchat's no help luckily there's other companies that will help you with that but yes yeah, snapchat has rediscovered discovery tabs or redefined discovery tabs I think it's a lot better than what it was. Before what it was, it was just little circles of the brand, and then you really didn't know what you were looking at, but it actually made it more like a discovery. This kind of makes it more of a uh, self-guided discovery. Be like, ooh, look, here it is. Oh, look, over here. Uh, but yeah, that's Snapchat. Love it or hate it, and most older people do hate it, but love or hate it, I, I'm in between. I think it's a great... I think it's a great spot. I think it's interesting. I just have nothing interesting to post through that quite yet. Eventually I will, but not now. All right, Facebook also is rolling out, uh, well, basically destructible messages. Yeah, they're trying to go after Snapchat because Snapchat's super popular and they're probably seeing that their power is being threatened a little bit by Snapchat. So they've decided to add destructible uh, posts as well. So you can, you know, you can do that as you want to. It says hide from your timeline, so it actually won't show up your timeline. So once it goes through, well, you can't see it anymore. Now, if they actually implemented this with brand pages, and this is where I'm actually talking about this because there would be no point if I didn't do this, 
that would actually be a really good idea for flash sale. So you have a flash sale and it says hide from timeline or something like, and if they actually, you know, kind of made this a little bit more robust, have a specific time where this post can only be seen at a specific, a specific time, plus it, it actually gets destroyed after it's done. That would actually be a really cool thing because then you could get people to, you know, come back to your page and, you know, look at it and be like, oh, deal, I never knew. Wow, 20% off this specific item, that's cool. And then you can be like, yeah, we're doing this, uh, and you pick a day, every Tuesday, just check, just keep on checking in to see when we're actually, we'll do it, and then you can pick different times and days to do it. But that's actually if they allow businesses to actually do that. Right now, it's kind of only just personal profiles, which is a little weird for me, but, man, whatever. Uh, it could be fun if you, like, really want to be, like, the person that just pisses off everybody, so you're like, this is going to self-destruct anyway, so I don't care. And then there you go. And then no one can see it after a while or two seconds because uh, algorithmic feeds will always filter it out. Yes. All right. Microsoft has launched a couple of new things for businesses this past week. They launched Planner. That's basically a Trello competitor. So if you are a person that is really uh, into Microsoft, especially Office, and you are using Office a lot, uh, this could actually be a good one for you. They used to have another one that was similar to this, but no one actually used it. It was called Project, but it was really hard to actually get people to use it because it really wasn't user-friendly. So now they kind of revamped it to actually be something useful for groups, doing tasks, other types of things as well, to implement it with OneNote and every other thing, including you can attach it to Word, Excel, PowerPoint, everything so it's very well connected into the office suite and so like i said before if you are actually using it especially the office stuff this could be a really great thing for you if you're not trello is a good alternative uh it's pretty robust it's pretty good not gonna lie but yes if you're actually looking for something that is integrated really well with office this is a really good one to do there's also another one called sprightly uh that allows you to well it allows you to make flyers, posters, banners, anything lickety split through your phone. Uh, you can do price lists, catalogs, e-cards, anything throughout that, and it will allow you to do it. Uh, it's pretty easy to use, super simple to start up, and this is a really great way for a lot of people that don't really know how to make things through Illustrator, um, Photoshop, or the other ones, Adobe as well, because some of them actually do take some time to actually figure out as well. They're available on iOS and Android, so you can check it out and see it. You can even also send it as a print-ready PDF, too. Uh, you can share it on social media. So you really got nothing to lose for that. So check it out. All right, there is a new company called Hiri, H-I-R-I, uh, that wants to fix workplace email problem. Apparently, we check work email way too much, uh, and it also kind of gives you analytic tools for what you're actually being, well, what you're actually being sent. So it can be anything from checking your behavior, tone, brevity, clarity, and seeing if it actually works out well. 
Uh, it will also give you a timer of like, oh, you've checked this too much. Wait another 28 minutes and then check back. It also has, and this is probably the best feature about it, the FYI and more of the call to action type ones or the action ones. So you can loop people in or make people aware that FYI, this is happening and more of the people that need to take action, they can take action. So this is, sounds a lot better in uh, well, theory. Uh, we. I haven't really tested it out. It would be cool to test it out to see if it actually works actually pretty well. But if you're the type of person that just hates email and you're always checking it for some weird reason, because we check it, it says every like two to five minutes. Well, this one could be, this, this could be for you. I do like the email send option of action to FYI or CC. It's just so for your information, so some employees know and others can take action on it. But be sure you know which ones need to take action, which ones need to just, you know, this could be for their information. All right, now let's check on programs, apps, and other tools that you want to try this week. So Volley is a new way of doing email. Yes, you can sign up. There's a free uh, service as well. It also has an embedded way of embedding well, social media stuff, tweets, all that other stuff. So it's a great way of just just finding a link and then clicking on it and then people can see the actual tweet and then you can do a call to action button on the bottom and you make, and then just you know, send it off that way. This is a great way for bloggers to actually get people to actually read more of their stuff and uh, just, you know, find ways of just engaging people. Now they say it's email automation, so automatically send new content from your website to your blog. There's also social embedding, like I said before, where you can just find the URL, post it in there, and we'll put it all nice for you as well. There's also instant statistics, so it instantly measures opens, views, and clicks, but I would actually only really heavily look at the click rate, not the opens and the views, because the click rate is the one that's gonna People are going to be specifically going to your site. You can also invite team members to collaborate on emails as well, contact, contacts and groups. So it's mostly you have everything that you would normally get from anything else. Now, it does have a little nice little thing of like what you get from it. And usually it says, well, it gives you more than MailChimp. It says Yahoo and Gmail. And I'm like, why do I care about that? They don't give me anything about that. Uh, but the great thing is the embedding social posts because that is really cool. Automatic email theming is interesting as well. So you can try it out. Like I said, it's free uh, to a certain extent. There's a limit on how much it can be free, like always. But if you're looking for a cheap, easy way of you know getting your email list built and you know setting things off, this could be a good one for you. All right, there is a new site that will actually help you build your website in less than 60 seconds. Yes, um, allows you to kind of build, and this can be mobile ready as well, so you don't have to worry about it. But using social plus different types of pictures and different types of designs, and just kind of curating everything that it that it sees. But it's it's basically what it's saying is social first, so it's fully responsive, optimized for search engines, custom look and feel, custom pages, landing pages for events, and published special, uh, specials and news on your site via Facebook, because it's called Zeitgraph, because Zeit is way more fun to say than site, Zeit, because yeah, Z. Uh, but yeah, it's interesting. If you don't really have the experience to actually build a really great website, this could be a really great thing for you 
to use instead. Uh, what you can do, and they said three simple steps. Step one, fill your company's uh, Facebook URL, add other social other social content, and optional is add your own touch to it if you want to. So it's really super simple, and if you just need to build a website in minimal time, this could be something for you to check out. All right, I talked about this yesterday, but I think it's good to talk about it. Perezzi for Business is finally out, and what it will actually do is allow you to, well, host it on the web. It will actually give you uh, analytics as well, but it's a little pricey. It's about 50 bucks a month per user, so I don't know how well it's going to work. Like I said, it says you can present anywhere from Mac to Windows, which is a really good thing for it as well. But for the price of it, I don't know how well it's going to be. Now, they say they give you training, custom branding, customer service, which is great and all, but the most expensive uh, Office 360 business suite is $35 a month. So you're spending $15 more for a specific PowerPoint competitor that you can already get through that. So it's really going to be a hard thing, I think, to sell. But, I mean, it could have its advantages, especially with the analytics. I think that's actually a really cool thing to see where people are opening, what people are viewing the most, and what people are not viewing the most. So, like I said, it's all in what you think about it. So check it out. I'll put it in the description as always. All right, I talked about this again yesterday, but I think it's also important. Uh, there's something called picture.io, which is basically what they're dubbing it as the cloud score for Instagram because Instagram is so popular. Uh, people may want to know their score and you may want to know your score for your brand. Now, I say take this with a grain of salt because, well, clout really was kind of fun in a way for a while. And then people just didn't know where they got the score from, how they were calculating it it just didn't really make sense and then when they rebranded with clout 2.0 and then my score got a huge bump after that it got like 30 point bump for some odd reason i was always questioning going does this really accurately aggregate my social presence score i never really knew and it kind of bugged me and so like i said these are the grain of salt you can check out to see how great of a score you have but it looks like no. It looks like it could be interesting. It looks like it could be done well, but I just always have my ifs about it. All right, and that is Marketing Blend for today. Thank you for listening. And like I always say before at the end, follow Digital Coffee at Twitter at DigitalCO77EE, at YouTube at Digital Coffee Podcast, Instagram at Digital Coffee Podcast, Facebook at Digital Coffee Podcast, and Vine at Digital.Coffee. Also, if you like these podcasts, please consider supporting me on Patreon at Digital Coffee. All right, guys, join me tomorrow where I talk about marketing blend and give you my review on The Witcher 3 Blood and Wine. Ooh, played it this weekend. It was fun. No, it really was. It was, it was awesome. All right, guys, anyways, have a great day. Bye.